0: Club Culture family. If you are on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and hit that bell. And if you are on your favorite streaming platform, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you leave us a rating. I have two special guests with me today. This is something new. We got two people. On my right, I have Javassier OG. And on my left, I have Ingrid. And uh, for episode 30, we're gonna kick it off with Tax season. We're going to talk about tax season. Uh, Ingrid and DeVosier are going to put us on to game. They're going to give us a lot of gems about financial topics. And so that's the basis of this episode. So um, if you ain't got your taxes ready, tune in so that you can figure out how to get ready. All right. So uh, to start off, DeVosier, give them a little bit of your background when it comes to... Uh, tax repairing, um, accounting, like give them your whole background on that.
1: Uh, somewhat of my background is... Um,
0: Keep the mic up a little bit close to you. There you go.
1: From school, from school to high school, I hated math, but I love I numbers. I love manipulating and playing with numbers. Uh, taxes I got into, I would say, around 2003, 2004. Uh, in the beginning, you learn just to do the taxes. And you learn quickly, it's a dominating field. Mm-hmm. If you if you get uh, tuned into it, like uh, my clientele went from, you work with me in the office. We we had Davis the head of the office. I might as well have been a head yeah. by the last few years. Yeah. Um, uh, just wanting to be able to understand the things I have to pay in financially, why they take taxes from me, why I put in so much money and I can't get back. I had to fi- figure out the tax world okay figure out you know what makes this go what makes these numbers change and how to really see the best of my income that i'm paying into taxes mm-hmm. come back to me
0: yeah so basically you had to go through life experience for you to find an interest in finances and
1: accounting absolutely being a mom before i was never a single parent but being a mother of four and trying to balance the world financially uh for those to make sure my kids also understood uh financial wealth and health and how their credits uh, can really affect them in life long term because I wasn't taught that young. Mm-hmm. I blow through I really do. I blew through what people make in a year. Two, three times in a year. Mm-hmm. Sadly, because I didn't have financial um, education that uh, stabilized what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But now um, you know my oldest son. Yeah, I didn't teach him as much. I taught him A few things but to be at his age with a a 20 i think he's 28 with a credit score of like 837 and his financial uh stability and credit is like his most important thing Mm -hmm. and and i loved it i love that for him because it's easy to mess up your credit easy to get things on but it is so hard to get it off yeah
0: so what about you ingrid what is it? Where did your background come from, or your in, uh, interest spark when it came to financial literacy?
2: Um, so I'm originally from New York, okay. and um, born and raised in the Bronx. And I got into, well, I moved to Vegas, and then that's where I started working at the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, and from the bank, I ended up transferring back to New York, and I learned just so much. I just kept wondering, like. Like, my mom, she has all this property in another country, right? Like, she's well off in another country. But then we go back home and we're in the projects, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I got into the bank because I wanted to understand more and how I can help more blacks and Hispanics become um, homeowners. Mm-hmm. And it started like that. So I was just a banker who was trying to help all the young adolescents um, understand credit, mm-hmm. even as I'm trying to understand it myself, you know, because I'm the insider now. Yeah. Um, that brought open doors for me um, to meet this woman um, that I met in Brooklyn, and she started talking to me about financial literacy. Mm-hmm. And um, she asked me just one day, like, what if I have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank, like, what interest would you offer me? And I was just so proud, like, 0.73 percent. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, it's funny now, but it's just it's just really sad us not knowing. Yeah. So it's it's all hidden in plain sight, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and I just from there I I, I got licensed. I, I started learning more being in the bank and seeing the numbers, like she said, like I'm a numbers person. Like it yeah. has to make sense. So um, understanding credit and compounding interest. And, you know, he who understands compounding interest will earn it and mm-hmm. he who doesn't will pay it. Mm-hmm. So we end up on the end where we're paying interest. You know, we have this credit card and you pay a little bit extra this month and then still next month is still the same, you yeah. know, and understanding how that's working against you. Um, so that's really how I got into having in the financial industry seven years. And, um, last year I partnered, um, With Javasia on a, a referral basis, and I just learning how everything goes hand in hand. You know, people need to learn the foundation of um, how a business should even be structured. Like, mm-hmm. some people just go get LLCs, and it's yeah. just like, your business hasn't even made any money yet. Yeah. You know, why are you paying for this? You know, your business, for you to even cross that path, you should at least your business should at least be generating revenue for you to even pay Mm -hmm. state fees and licenses and things like that. So um, when I went to her, it was just because as a first time business owner, I I needed to understand and I didn't, and I was just scared. I was like, well, I made some money, but I don't, I don't want to pay back taxes. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like I made enough, but not, not enough to where I feel, you know, my, my peers around me are paying six figures in taxes. I'm just like, well, I don't want those problems yeah. like let, how, <laughs> yeah. how can I learn and I and I told her I'm like please just break it down to me because I don't understand you know and and I've never had a problem asking questions and I think that um people don't progress because they don't want to ask, ask questions.
0: questions yeah yeah and when you say her you mean yeah. Javasia. yes okay <laughs> uh just a quick little background I also uh I am very close with Javasi on the financial tip, too. I came to her, and she started, helped me start T-Ray Graphics. Uh, she gave me the game on having a business plan and uh, choosing between being an S-Core, a C-Core, a LLC. Like, where actually should I start? So w- when you said that a lot of people go get LLCs before even knowing, like, the direction or tra- the trajectory their business will have, I want you to harp a little bit more on that, too. Like, the importance of having that business structure first before you make a choice on... What um, what 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 structure you your business should have? It should, should be LLC, C corp, L, S corp, nonprofit. Like, the, give give them the game on like the differences of all the low all of those different um types of uh, business structures and which one probably makes the most sense for a young entrepreneur.
1: Well, I can't really say uh, which will make the best sense for the uh, young entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. What I will say is when you get your your business mindset. Set a goal for yourself. If you hit the goal, you ain't too low. So now you want to structure yourself. I would tell anybody that's starting, start as a sole proprietor, mm-hmm. uh, which is still under the tax-free. You, you don't pay taxes on a sole proprietor. You're just learning the business there. Mm-hmm. The next level would always be, a LLC, and I'll tell you why LLC is important to me. Mm-hmm. That's the first step, but a LLC gives you an umbrella effect that protects you personally. Mm-hmm. It takes you away from your business as its own entity. Mm-hmm. So now you have two business. Now you're in the tax world, but you're employed by your company Yeah, and everything about that LLC. Like if you're LLC, you don't pay uh, taxes on your home. You, you get a lot of breaks. Mm-hmm. If you have five businesses, you put them all under that LLC that LLC separates them. So say you had T-Ray Graphics, and then you also opened a lawn service, but something went wrong with a client and you get sued or something big happens and they hit that lawn service, it does not touch you and it can't touch your other businesses. Mm -hmm. I love the umbrella effect of LLC.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. S-Corp is when you move a little higher financially, Uh, S-Corp and C-Corp, corporations in general. Corporations make you have to pay way more to even establish, like they shut your business down if you just don't pay taxes to be part of that. But uh, S-Corp takes you completely out. You're an employee for your own business, but you now have to have a payroll system. You have to set up a foundation mm-hmm. to be able to continue to allow that to grow. You're now a corporation where you can branch off and make other. businesses the same lineup but still under that corporation, Mm -hmm. and it keeps you protected as well. You can't be sued for anything that's going on with your business. Your personal uh, capacity is never hit Mm -hmm. when it's S-Corp, C-Corp, and things like that. So it's just all about like um, right now I'm S-Corp, but C-Corporation to me is is the next step up. Mm -hmm. I'm in the middle. If I go another step up, and the only reason I step back now is because you see I've moved away.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I move away, but that don't take my business away. I come back here and do what I have to do, and uh, keep going. But it gives me the ability to sit back and relax, and work four months of a year, and take care of myself for the next two to three years. Mm-hmm. So uh, to get into the corporation world, it's when you would start making six figures or better. And you want to protect yourself from getting lawsuits and getting this, that, and the other. Yeah, you always want to protect yourself because long term, that's what hits. Yeah, if you don't get into the the um. Limited liabilities, which is the LLCs. Mm-hmm. Limited liabilities because they limit what can happen to you. But the very next step up is the corporation world mm-hmm. where you're taking every bit of responsibility off yourself. Mm-hmm. So with the... Uh
0: so explain the sole proprietorship, because I think like that's a buzzword for a lot of young entrepreneurs right now to hear so much.
1: Sole proprietors enter in the business world, going to the IRS site, saying this is what I want to be. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to be in the business world. This is the name I want to be. Mm-hmm. Sole proprietor gives you the ability to be paid under EIN, Employees Identification Number. Mm-hmm. So they're not talking to you. They're talking to your business. But when you do your taxes, you and that sole proprietor come as one. Mm-hmm. You're back where you started. Mm-hmm. It's a backward for me. So, a sole proprietor is just an entry into the world mm-hmm. of business. But an IRS would recognize you. Uh, when
0: it comes to taxes, ta- talk a little bit about certain tax breaks that those uh,
1: business structures do have. Um, the way we're set up right now, <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny because it's the Democrat versus the Republican thing. And I'll say this, Republicans are not bad. Uh, I never really care for them, but I'm not political. I don't care for mm-hmm. it. And um, the business world, the S and the tax brackets that a business get, we're going to eat regardless. Yeah. If you make the minimum, Yahoo, we're going to tell you to make the minimum because we want to maximize what we get. We get, after we make six figures, we get the biggest tax breaks of 30 to 40% off in the tax world because it protects us and mm-hmm. the sole proprietor, world, you have no protection. You're going to get picked on as the little guy. Yeah. So, uh, in a from a business aspect, um, and the tax aspect when it comes to like the corporations and sole proprietors, that's when I tell you, that's when you definitely, when you six figures you need to move to that next step. Okay. And protect yourself, come up out of that world where I made, say, the first year of daycare because I couldn't get things that I needed in daycare. So I became that daycare. Mm-hmm. And in the first year, I made close to 300000 But when you start your taxes, I owed almost 100000 mm-hmm. And I had to learn how to break my numbers down. Yeah. What could the tax, what could the tax world do for me and add to me mm-hmm. and learn how to create that schedule, see and make everything I've ever bought or did mm-hmm. down to the toilet paper you buy for your house, work for you. Yeah. Everything is an expense. So, um, to line it up in the tax world, um, the more you make, the less you pay. Mm-hmm. If you really know your numbers, if you know what you're doing, but if you get a minimum person, cause she. She has a business client she's had to introduce me to before. Mm-hmm. And this lady pays over six figures in taxes, but couldn't tell you what she pays it to. Like she really didn't understand. Yeah. And um, whoever's doing your taxes isn't really breaking it down. Mm-hmm. Well, my CPA this and my CPA, a, an accountant is not a tax rep. We work the same number game, but we're not the same at all. Mm-hmm. We're not even closely related. Yeah. They'll never understand my world, and I don't understand theirs. They will. Yeah. So just uh, the, the literacy that comes behind the taxes is very, very important when it comes to even having a business because mm-hmm. that lady still can't tell you why she pays so much in taxes. Mm-hmm. I make on, on a regular, I looked at some of the things she made and I can make very close to that. And I bet you in the end, I could still bring myself a refund.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, could you explain the difference between a tax preparer and a CPA? And what, and also what is a CPA?
1: A CPA is actually an accountant, but let me tell you, I'm a tax preparer. Mm -hmm. The difference is I know your tax situation. I listen to your tax needs. I feed into what you've done. Mm -hmm. Uh, I need receipts. Yeah, I do need receipts and I take time and idolize everything down to your drive and the food you spend. If you're taking us all out on lunch, Mm -hmm. what did that entertainment cost? Was it a business expense? A CPA is your accountant. They're watching how you spend your money. Yeah, yeah. But they're not telling you, hey, land this up. Because you can get something as um, simple as docu-scan and just keep scanning your receipts, and it'll put it in brackets and categories for you mm-hmm. and line up your taxes. They can work close, but they don't care. That's not their job. Yeah. Their job is just to monitor your spending, and why did you bet it's expensive first? And yeah. this, that and the other. Yeah. The difference between us is one of us care about your taxes and how affects you long run doesn't mm-hmm. want just to about your money and this is what i'm gonna do because this is all i'm paid to do they do the very bare minimum to me. Mm-hmm. very bare
0: minimum <laughs> This sound like you got uh, some 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 beef with cpas <laughs> to a degree
1: because i really feel like they don't they, they don't give you the literacy you need and Okay, I'm going to tell you, you can't spend your money your way, but I'm not telling you really why. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling you, line this up. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling you, yeah, I. you wanted these Jordans and you're going to go on an interview, make it a part of your business expense because your appearance is still a part of your business. Yeah, They're just, oh, okay, well, why do you need that?
0: Yeah,
1: She's a, why do you need that? I'd be in a store and she's, (laughs) do you really need that? (laughs) Nope, but I want it and it's going to work for me in the end because I'm a tax preparer and I know how to make it work
0: for me. Yeah, yeah.
1: My beef with them is they don't take time to, liter- uh, to to give you the literacy you need to grow and to make that, that financial uh, connection between us. Because if I talk to the right CPA and they give me the right line up, yeah, I can pop your taxes in, in, in about 15, 20 minutes mm-hmm. without you ever being present because they land things up. You got a real structured friend. Mm-hmm. She could have asked anything. She told her exactly what she had, every business, but she's not a CPA. She's just real structured like mm-hmm. that. If a CPA takes time, an accountant takes time to really learn you like that. Yeah. And if they're in it for your best interest, land you up right. Yeah. Don't do the bare minimum. You get paid the maximum, but you're doing the bare minimum. Yeah. Because this is all your job description ca- uh, says. You can sit anybody in front of me, and I'm a okay. Your numbers don't look good to me. Mm-hmm. Let me work with you. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna bring it to the best advantage of you. Mm-hmm. It's not all about me. It's about you because you're gonna bring somebody back because I did that. Yeah. So I just create the seed in others.
2: I think like my a question that I often like um, ask people is like, how does it make you feel knowing that, um, you know, the government, you, you loaned your money to the government at a zero percent interest mm-hmm. and then they just gave it back to you at the end of the year? You know, like you made nothing off of loaning them some money, mm-hmm. but they did. Yeah. You know, they made a lot of money off of your money. And um everyone always wants like a tax refund. But if you understood what it was, it's just you overpaying. Yeah, you yeah. I'd rather have nothing and know that my money's growing for me. Yeah. Just like what they're doing with you know, they're trying to grow your money and right. use it for their purposes.
1: It goes a little deeper with that, like, yeah, you lend your money to the government, but at times you don't even know you lend your you go put a hundred thousand in a bank and they can lend that out six times. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can tell me I'm I'm the naiv for along with you. Yeah. But you send them my money to whoever you want to send it to. Yeah. And if you go there and it's the the bank really don't protect you. If if they go down, if the, the bank sinks, you just lost your money. Mm-hmm. They, there's no repercussion behind that. Yeah.
0: That's none uh, at all. That's explain crazy. that a little bit uh for the people that are unaware with uh banking. Um. So you said you can deposit money, start an account with a bank. And they use your money to go loan it and get a percentage off of with the interest. And when you're ready to go get your money back, you don't have any interest. They give you like a point zero two percent if you have it in your savings. So
1: that, that that's what they give you. But imagine going into a bank and I wanna say it was I wanna say it was Chief Keith that went in there to get a large amount of his own money. Soldier boy. Soldier boy. Yeah. And they didn't have it. How the hell is that even yeah. possible? Yeah. I can answer that
2: answer <laughs> a please banker because I got problems with them because um yeah the bank doesn't the bank only uh carries a certain amount of money right because they have to be able to distribute throughout the day right um so if my if I if it's 9 9 a.m 10 a.m the day just started you know and you come in trying to withdraw $30,000 it's like no you have to call the bank first mm-hmm. and let them know two days prior that this is what you want to do. So people think like, well, I, it's in my bank account. You're a bank. Like you either have to, you can't go to a small bank and think that they're going to yeah. have, you know, yeah. you have to go to a obviously more popular, uh, busier, bigger, higher paced bank. Um, And either, but still you still, there's procedures like, but the bank will make it seem like it's for your protection. And mm-hmm. it's in reality that they have to make sure that the money is there and that they're good for the rest of the day.
0: So don't banks have like a reserve?
2: Yeah, but that's not in the bank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not in the bank. They have just whatever money is going to be uh, used for the day. Yeah. And then at a certain time, you'll see, um like, the arm truck guys, and they come and collect yeah. that.
1: Yeah. Put it away. Yeah, yeah. you got
2: situations
1: like, I, I bank with PNC for
2: a long, long time.
1: Yeah, And because I have four to five accounts, and I have mass money coming in and out of those accounts, they decided one day to close my, all my accounts, all of them. Hmm. I just noticed because my debit cards stopped working That, but I'm in Vegas, mm-hmm. where they don't have PNC banks. They were, we're going to close this, that, and other. When I called, they couldn't give me a reason, this, that, and other. And you, you seen them just freeze my account yesterday. They closed everything but one. Mm-hmm. Then I went and picked up money, and they froze my account the next day. Now, y'all tell me, I got to come get my money. So I moved everything because I can transfer via mobile to one account. Yeah. Okay, that's not my major banks because I bank in Vegas, too. So let me come in. I'm coming to get a check of 121000 from your bank because mm-hmm. I'm not going to leave my money sitting here while y'all decide and while y'all closing me. Mm-hmm. I get there seven days later and had to stay up here in an additional three days to have the bank manager to come out. He had to write and stamp them checks, and then they put a 30-day hold on it when I went to U.S. Bank mm-hmm. and deposit my things. Now, why did they do all of that? Because my money was there. I could have withdrew 10000 a day if I just
2: set it up that way
1: in cash, so they say. But they really didn't have my money there. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. They have to, um, large uh, checks, they have to, con- like, if it's from a different bank, they have to wait for that check to clear. So it's usually, like, seven to ten business days. 30 is what it took. Now, if it, for real? Man,
1: 30. Was,
2: <laughs> I've never heard of that. And, that. and
1: that really sits different with me because, like, I just had a big settlement check. Yeah. I deposit, five days. It's released. Yeah. Make it make sense, like I. And then they didn't close all of my accounts. They, I just woke up the other day and realized it was eight thousand in one of them accounts, mm-hmm. the one that they left open. Like PNC sent me an alert about something saving and this that another. Why am I getting this? I signed into to my online banking and realized within the last month they didn't close. They never closed that account because mm-hmm. it's eight thousand dollars just sitting there that yeah. I never knew was there.
2: Yeah. I think the biggest mis, um, misunderstanding is that people um, you grow up thinking that the bank is a savings institution and yeah. um, it's never been, it's always been a lending institution, you know, mm-hmm. like um, you can have $10,000 in your savings account, but they are not going to approve you for that credit card yeah. or that home loan or that car loan, you know, um, you'd have to use your own money, you know, and build credit that way, like depending on where your credit stands. So that ten thousand dollars that you have sitting and saving in the bank is earning zero point zero six percent, but then they'll lend you your money back in the form of a credit card, and then they'll charge you fifteen percent mm-hmm. car loan, depending on you know credit four five six percent home loans like they're the highest they've ever been right now. Yeah. It's almost six seven percent. I don't know. Um, so even like that compounding interest like. I have all this working against me, mm-hmm. but am I earning 7% on this 10,000 that I'm graciously leaving in your bank? Mm-hmm. You know, whatever you keep at the bank is supposed to be for emergencies, like straight up the money that I have in my savings. I don't want to touch. It's there, mm-hmm. but I, I I know that it's not going to grow. So I'm only going to keep a certain amount there. Mm-hmm. The money that I do want to grow that I don't want to touch for, you know, I have a sp- specific goal that I need to, I need to make sure that that money is working for me. Mm-hmm. And that's what people just don't know because, if my mom didn't teach me and my mom's mom didn't teach her, I'm saving in the bank yeah, because that's what society told me to put it at. Yeah. Because who does that, who, who does that benefit?
0: So do you have any knowledge on where you can put money if it's not in the bank?
2: Mm-hmm. Through um life insurance and investments. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest thing that people, I say life insurance. You're like, uh, I'm too young. Yeah. I'm not thinking about that. It's negative. But I'm, I'm, I'm not talking to you about life insurance. Like, first of all, nobody had to convince you to um, to insure your car. They actually mm-hmm. force you to do that. Mm-hmm. It's mandated by the state. Yeah. Yet, what is your worth, life to you? Like, what 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 is what are you worth? Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, and people have no no sense of understanding of that. I I only have life insurance because it comes with my job. Yeah. But if I lost my job tomorrow, what do I have?
0: You don't have it. Nothing.
2: Anymore if I lose my job tomorrow, I don't have no benefits. I don't have, I don't have anything. So if I sit here and I tell you, well, um, what's important to you and you're like, well, I want my money to grow. I don't ever want to lose money. If I put money in an account, Mm -hmm. I want to be able to have access to this account in case of a real emergency. Like where I do have to pull a couple thousand out. Um, it all sounds good. if, if, if God forbid, you know, something were to happen to me while I'm alive, can I use this? Can this, how can this work for me? And mm-hmm. this is like, people think that life insurance is only when you die, but that's just an old outdated concept. Yeah, <laughs> You can use it while you're alive. Yeah. If I had a heart attack, stroke or cancer, my, my, what I'm using as an investment account can actually, I don't have to worry about medical bills and all yeah. these other things, you know, like yeah. this is what I have this for.
0: Mm-hmm. So would you recommend that somebody that, utilizes their jobs benefits and chooses the life insurance policy to also have an outside one?
2: Um absolutely. And it just depends like me personally, I have nothing against 401ks, but I know that 401ks just aren't working like people think mm-hmm. that they are. Now if you're heavily into investments and you know how to like um go into your accounts and and, and structure it in a certain yeah. way. A lot of people don't. I got a job, oh my God, I got benefits. Woo sign. And I'm done with it. I'm not looking, oh, they're gonna take five percent out of my check. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Five percent when I'm doing overtime, that number changes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it's like I'm working really hard to make more money, but I'm not seeing it. Yeah. Because five percent is is uh, of a thousand is going to be a higher portion that they're gonna take out of my check that week. Yeah, and then next week, if I do $1,500, 5 percent of that is gonna be more. So in reality, I'm putting so much more money into this leaking bucket yeah. that my money. It can go up with the market or go down with the market. We already experienced the 2008. I was only, what, 18 at that time. I didn't understand. It didn't affect me personally, but it affected my mom. Mm-hmm. It affected, you know, my family. My So I look at all the successful people that I grew up, or, you know, idolizing, thinking that they're successful, but they didn't retire yeah. successfully. They're actually still working. Yeah.
0: I like that you switched what you was about to say, because you said I grew up thinking the people that I thought was successful— Cause I, that, that is real for me as well. Like I'm thinking, uh, the auntie that got this, uh, insurance job, she always, her kids are looking nice Like she probably is really well off when it's really not like there's a different levels of, uh, being living in poverty, living a little bit above the poverty line, living in middle class and then being, uh, wealthy and then actually being a part of the 1%. And so, uh, where would you label yourself? Cause I, if, when I look at you, I look at you and I feel like she's well, she's well off. So is that accurate if I was to say that about you?
1: if I would look at it myself, I would say I'm comfortable but not complacent. Mm -hmm. Because what I did learn is what I thought I knew, the wealth of this, that, and other. Mm -hmm. People just see me and see me a certain way. But no, I still have to work my ass off to get to where I am. Mm -hmm. And then um, and you should probably let them know what kind of insurance, because it's a certain kind of insurance that uh, really... As this effect, I thought even when I had my 401k and I removed myself from the job world, I thought I saved enough to start yeah. myself off. The reality, when you get paid and you're putting in a 401k and you see your gross pay, which is worldwide and your net pay, mm-hmm. they tax you on everything of that gross pay. But when you take that 401k out, you're taxed again. Mm-hmm. They take a big chunk of that money you already been saving, that they've already taxed. Mm-hmm. So no, where I see myself as, I would say I'm not poverty, I'm... Comfortable,
2: but not complacent.
1: That's the only way I can. That's the best way I can explain me. Okay.
2: I have an I have an example for you. Okay. If if um if you were a farmer. Yeah. Would you want to be taxed on the seed, or on the whole harvest? The whole harvest. Why? Cause um the
1: amount
0: of seeds that I'm putting down that's a lot. No, to, like the one seed. Oh, just one seed. Yeah, one. That would you be the entire um. Harvest no, for that I, season. I wanna, do
2: I want to get, let me put it to you like this. Do you want to get taxed on um, $10,000 or do you want to get taxed on $500,000? Uh,
0: if I'm basing it off of what I know about, like, the the more you make, uh, the more that uh, percentage would be off of what has to be taxed. So I'm going to say the 10.
2: Because it makes sense, right? My, yeah. I'm going to get taxed on the seed and then it's going to grow tax free mm-hmm. right so i'm i'd rather get taxed on the 10,000 while it's a little bit mm-hmm. and then the rest of it is just going to grow tax free mm-hmm. versus me being taxed on the 500 is it going to take a lot more yeah right so that's what that's how the, that's how um 401k works mm-hmm. i'm not going to tax the seed because that's a little bit i don't want that mm-hmm. now when you're 59 and a half 65 i want the whole harvest mm-hmm. Because your bank, you think you have a hundred thousand in retirement, but you don't, mm-hmm. right? First of all, it it's been hit with the economy. Whatever the economy's on, your four hundred one k keeps depleting. Mm-hmm. Now people think, okay, I lost twenty percent, but then okay, it went up ten percent. So yeah. I'm, no, you lost. If you lost twenty percent, then you're at eighty thousand. Yeah. If you make now an additional ten percent, now you're not. You're you're still trying. You're still in a deficit. You know. You're still trying to come up from what you just lost. Mm-hmm. And then now, if I'm retired, there this money hasn't even been taxed yet. Mm-hmm. So I don't even have eighty thousand. Yeah. I have less. And then there's 401 one k's come with like hidden fees and things like that that people don't understand. Versus just paying for the cost of an insurance. Mm-hmm. And my money, the cash value of this, um, if I work it right, it's gonna work in my favor. Now, if my I put twenty thousand in here, and it grew to one hundred thousand. Let's say throughout the years, that hundred thousand it grows tax free. And when you say in here, you mean the insurance, the index accounts okay. uh, specifically, yeah. Okay.
0: Now I got. I want. I want you to give me some some plays. Like let me let me get a little taste of your expertise. If I am an entrepreneur and I let's say I'm a, a barber, uh, so I don't actually uh, have receipts of everything. I, I work with cash how do I still uh, get myself prepared for the tax season to receive a refund of any sorts? Um,
1: Barbering or anything that's cash method is the actual uh, average method used. Mm -hmm. You know, your inventory, you know what it takes. And uh, you might not have the paper receipt, but you know what it took for you to uh, build. Mm -hmm. We look at the minimum but maximize it when it's time to, all right, your gas, your parking, your entertainment, your product, your inventory you have left. That's what the Schedule C lines up. Mm-hmm. You tell me what you spent, this, that, and either. You tell me what that rent costs you for the office because everything about you becomes an expense down to your cell phone bill. Mm-hmm. Everything is an expense at this point. Mm-hmm. So when you bring it into your tax preparer, I'll tell you like uh, my, my – um, a real estate agent told me, I'm like a lawyer. Tell me everything so I can tell you your best way Yeah, to avoid this, that, and the other, yeah. and I can give you your best outcome to it. So if you tell me everything, I know how to line you up exactly. And that's why I don't, that's, what, that's my beef with, as you would say, the CPA. They don't line, they'll take your money and tell you what you can and can't do, but they don't line you up. Mm-hmm. Ta- they leave a, a messy job for us mm-hmm. to clean up. Mm-hmm. So... Um, if you're not into keeping all of your receipts, get a, get into knowing a good idea of what you've spent. Yep. I need to know what you made for the year. So I need to know really what areas affected you most. Yeah. And in situations like COVID, what could have brought your business down? We got so much things out here to help build businesses back up because COVID did hit the whole world. And a lot of things affect the business. Like I might've had, to buy in the daycare world more cots or more this, that, and the other Mm -hmm. to separate kids because that's a state mandate. Mm -hmm. You can no longer just go into a big open barbershop. There are certain mandates that changes the way, Mm -hmm. and the state has to take uh, accountability for that. Mm -hmm. You get a higher tax bracket of the way you'll get um, the things you'll save because they made you have to change your business and the way it operated. For instance, say me and you had a meeting every month. Now we have to do Zoom meetings, and I got to buy more computers yeah. because the state say can't more than seven of us be in a room. Yes, yeah. things like that that they change that makes me all right. Well, let's change this number too. Mm-hmm. All right, let's give inventory in this area, mm-hmm. uh, and the more you spend, the better it looks. And in, in reality, it is. Mm-hmm. If you make fifty thousand dollars and you spend about thirty six, you're positive in the tax world because your profit and loss statement is saying you're losing opposed to gaining and balancing out. Mm-hmm. If I spend fifty thousand, and I've only made after paying my bills, my food, my this, my that that contributes to the business, I only got fourteen thousand, then I lost more than I made. Yeah, and that works in your
0: favor. Mm-hmm. And how does that work in your favor?
1: It brings your tax bracket down. So, use just a, as a single person. Say you made. $40,000, and because you, you're tax free, you're on a 1099 because you're in a business world.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Your taxes are not taken out unless you go into a payroll system mm-hmm. and let them make Tamaya a business, mm-hmm. uh, employee of our own business. How it affects you now is everything you've ever made, you got to pay the taxes on. You start up capsized. Mm-hmm. Like you start off at the bottom, you're going to owe off top. Mm-hmm. But when I take your inventory and what you had to do into account, I bring your income down. Mm-hmm. And it's sad, but the, the the way the poverty looks is what actually brings you money back. Yeah. The less you make, the more you get back. Mm-hmm. It's the realest thing I could tell you. Yeah. So we really have to capsize your business mm-hmm. in a legal uh, way. Because if we don't, you spent all of this to just keep your head above water. and You're going to spend way more just to the tax system mm-hmm. for Uncle Sam. Because he said you have to. Yeah.
0: So we've talked a lot about businesses. What are some good tips to give people that aren't only employees? They don't have a business to file for their taxes on how to maximize their refunds every year.
2: Only employees?
0: Yeah, like they just have personal sets to put out. No businesses
2: open up a business. <laughs> no, tax, I can't say that. Well, the taxes was written in favor of business owners, not it, employees. It so it's it like mm-hmm. employees are always mad at business owners. Where it's like you have the same twenty four hours that I do. Yeah. You know, you want to work for someone that's cool, but then don't get mad because mm. the tax rules were not made in your favor. Yeah, and until you understand that and accept that, you can't get mad at someone else for maybe being able to itemize and do things because it's like, this was written in my favor. I decided I didn't want to work for anybody, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: Sadly, I would also tell, and every taxpayer might grit their teeth at it, but do it. Um, If you're in a business where, say, say you're just a W-2 employee, I would tell you because legally you can, six, uh, six months of that year, go exempt. Get the most of your money back because you're going to get much or nothing either way it goes. Mm -hmm. Unless you have kids and now you're getting earned income tax credit Mm -hmm. and credit from this, that, and the other, and head of household credits. Unless you get those things into play, Mm -hmm. you're going to wind up owing. I would tell you personally, hey, I told y'all that earlier uh, before. Go exempt six months of the year. Mm -hmm. Get all of the money. Like, if you know you're going to go crazy in overtime for three, four months, go into your HRA. I want to change my W-4. I'm going exempt. Okay let that money come back to you because they're not gonna just oh, you are good and we're giving you your money back. Mm-hmm. that's that's not gonna happen.
0: When you sign your text, uh your tax documents before starting a new job, there's bud uh, there's numbers you have to put in there's little codes. What are um, what are the codes that you know offhand that you should put down when you're uh, now at that point of the form when it says uh, exemptions or do you want the government to take money out?
1: Uh, you want them to take money out because you don't want to wind up capsized, but this is what you do to exempt things. So say you start, and you know, you're going to go hard for the first part. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to uh, do a lot of overtime and give yourself freely. Uh, you can either put exempt or put 10 on the amount of dependents you file, mm-hmm. where they ask for you to multiply the number. It's so funny because they said 4,000 per child. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're doing 4,000 per de- dependent, but now they've changed the amount that you get for a dependent to 2,000. Mm-hmm. So that don't, they don't that's not even valid no more. It's 2,000 per dependent that you have to multiply times how many. Yeah. But people don't understand. Head of household, one dependent. School wage. Say I got five school wage. That's five dependents, plus the fact that they're school age, Mm -hmm. this, that, and other. So it gives you a different credit there. Mm -hmm. The more you add to the credit world, um, say somebody disabled, or in a tax world, uh, they feel like after 12, you phase out of daycare. Yeah. but that doesn't mean as a parent that you have to trust your 12-year-old at home, eight to 16 hours a day. No, I still sent my child to daycare, and here's my receipts. When you pay it in cash, you get part of the money back. You got 1,000 people that'll bring in a daycare receipt, you know damn what... Excuse me. Y'all know that, the status who paid for the daycare. <laughs> Don't bring me in this $300 slip for 360 You paid a dollar a day. Mm-hmm. You just wasted <laughs> you wasted your Tadman man. man. Uh-huh. But um, having your daycare, having... um. Your dependency lined up. But when you, it's just you and there's no kids, go exempt. And if you are a business owner, you know I'm going to clean up anything I have to. Mm-hmm. If you get a tax agent that's really in it for the health of your wealth, mm-hmm. you'll come out on top. But if you get somebody that's just lazy about the job, you won't. A few things that uh, we all need to do. Don't go exempt the whole year. Mm-hmm. Is that a capsize? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you do make it in a time when you make most money, mm-hmm. like I say, around Christmas season, mm-hmm. right before, like right before Thanksgiving, go exempt, mm-hmm. carry that six, six months of the year.
2: You know, that guy that we just um, took care of that made like 150,000, but he didn't pay almost anything in taxes. He had a really good job, works at the hospital. It's like, how do people get caught up and not, they have really good jobs and then now they're not paying enough and now they owe. Mm-hmm.
1: Because they're manipulating uh, their own exemptions and things like that. Because I've given you the math, and I giving you a, I can show you in a book what the, how much of a percentage they can take from you in taxes. When you start taking away, if you know you're making a hundred and seven thousand, and you only paid, I would say four or five thousand into taxes, you know, you know when you walk in the office, you owe already. Yeah, you know that without a doubt. But I can't put a cap. A cape on and save you. Yeah, when you knew this is what you was doing. Yeah, um, they got Like I said, six months of the year you can do some things. The other six months, land it up in black and white so it don't affect you.
0: Yeah. Now I want to switch gears and talk about generational wealth because uh, you all were talking about Kanye West earlier before we started <laughs> rolling, and I wanted to go back to that because you said some great things that a lot of our demographic needs to hear. Uh, when you were watching a uh, Kanye West uh, demographic um, documentary on Netflix, what are some uh, key uh, takeaways you were getting from that as far as like generational wealth starting somewhere and then taking 20 years to actually see it into
2: fruition? I think um, just watching that documentary, I learned like um, who you surround yourself around is the most important um, part, like the people that motivate you, inspire you. Like, my friends don't inspire me. I'm, um, you know, I'm in the wrong group of friends, you know? Um, sometimes most of us think that our circle is our circle and it ends up being our cage, you know? Because you think, like, okay, n- none of us making it. So we're all, you know, and watching that documentary, what I learned is that it takes time. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the age of social media. Everyone wants instant gratification.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's like, it took, I was telling her, it took Kanye over 20 years to become a billionaire, to become the man that he is, you yeah. know? And um, when you watch that documentary, you'll see like he just has so much confidence and faith in himself. Yeah. And I think that the older that we get and we meet people and we tell them our dreams, we end up telling the wrong people our dreams. Mm-hmm. And um you know, if they dismiss it or try to invalidate, we kind of like, you know, shelter in and, and go into our own little box because mm-hmm. it's like, damn, maybe my dream doesn't work. But it's what I learned is that if you can't see my dream or my vision is because God didn't give it to you, he yeah. gave it to me. Yeah. So it's a dream only I can see. Yeah. And I have to keep working towards it no matter how no how many no's I get. No, you know, if, if I'm trying to build generational wealth, then I know that I can't. I have to rely on me and information and, um, like if it doesn't challenge you, it's not going to change you. Yeah. If you don't, um, if you, if you're not actively trying to learn, no one can help you. Yeah. But if you're determined to learn, no one can stop you. Mm -hmm. And, and that's what I took from Kanye. He was determined. It didn't matter who said no, what rapper didn't get on his song, what, you know, like when his idols was just like not, you know, really fucking with him like that. Sorry. You, no, you you are all good. Y'all can curse. This is an adult podcast. <laughs> um, and you know, often it, it, I find myself in 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 that same predicament where it's just like I'm telling people my dreams and it's just like, oh, it's so boring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they don't understand. They don't understand me. They don't understand. I mean, even my my closest friends and family they mm-hmm. they don't understand my dream and it's just because God didn't give it to you. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Weird reverse, though.
1: If you can see that Kanye took 20 such and such years to become who he is. Close up. Why are you so hard on yourself? You won't give yourself a year to get to where I am. Mm. She's dead hard on herself. I mm-hmm. got to do this, that, and other. Hey, this <laughs> took me a little time. Uh-huh. If you can see Kanye, turn that mirror around that you just told me about and look at yourself the same way. It takes time to build. Yeah. And I get that, and you do a great job at building. Right. And I'm one of them... You, how can you do this, that, and the other? Or well, let me just refer you. now. let's sit down and learn this craft together. Mm-hmm. Let me make you where I was at one point. Mm-hmm. Let's build you to where I am. And hopefully, I'm still excelling at that point, too. Yeah. So, yay, 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 slightly retarded. I don't care nobody <laughs> thinks.
2: <laughs> we just have to concentrate. There's keep a
1: half a gene between insane and genius. Yeah. And I'm not saying that he doesn't do some great things. Yeah. But there's some things that he do that make the whole world look at him. I weirdly.
2: know. For real. Like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm like, is he back on bath salt? Is
1: he drinking bath salt again? Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> come on, yay. <laughs> come back to us. like.
0: Yeah, I love that you just took that piece to speak life into her because I think that's what a lot of people that can hear other people's dreams don't get happen often for them. Life is mm-hmm. not being spoken into them. So when they hear other people have life in
2: them, they don't understand it. It's just, you know, when you're a kid, you have so many dreams and no one like you I'm gonna be an astronaut, I'm be a doctor. I'm a, you know, and that's really what you think. Yeah. And then as you get older, you know, the, the reality sets in a little yeah. bit and it's just like we in our twenties and we wake up every day and we, we took our dreams under our pillows Yeah. and we go to work.
0: Yeah. It's a lot of intangibles for people like us though. Like we can learn all the tax breaks and the tips and stuff, but it still would be a, much different path for people that look like us. Um, so when I think about Kanye and his his journey, I also cannot uh, disregard his journey. What started with music, and that's heavily pushed in our community. And so you're more likely to get further if you take music in the sports route than it is to take the educational route, because that's what they want us to do. They want to stick us in that lane right there. We're going to have more, it's more of a commodity for you to become wealthy if you are a very great pop star instead of somebody that is just a tax preparer every year that got their clients. You're not going to see that commodity the same as Kanye would. So I don't. I, I, I can understand you not seeing too much of yourself in him because of that. Uh, I want us to take a little break from all the money talk and play this little game <laughs> that I like to play on the pod called Weird Ernol. Uh, so if you say you watch the pod here and there. So, uh, you know a little bit about weird or no. No, I can't say I know. Okay. But I
1: like the element of surprise. So go ahead. <laughs> okay.
0: So I'm going to read you all a headline and you just got to tell me both whether it's weird or not. And since it's two of you, you got to agree. So y'all got to come to a consensus on whether that headline is weird or no. And you have a short phrase on why. Uh... Amber Rose says dating scene is worse than ever and calls men gross. Is that weird or not? Weird. Why?
1: Amber, okay. look at who she is as a care, like as, as a person. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: we're gonna we're just gonna call her the napkin that's passed around the industry. <laughs> Amber Rose may, She says things with a dark mark on her. Mm-hmm. How do you like? She she cut Bill Cosby down, mm-hmm. when, and I'm gonna say this: everybody might not care about him and his actions. Bill Cosby didn't rape nobody. He told them exactly what he was doing. These are grown women mm-hmm. that took a drug that knew what had, and she want to call him a rapist. Amber, mm-hmm. let's get your let's let's get your life together first. Okay, the
2: way you move around uh, the industry, I'm, I'm gonna see what you say weird or not.
0: She said weird, but yeah, why? I <laughs> definitely think
2: um, weird. Just because, I mean. I'm 32. I've I've dated, I've been heartbroken, and it's just like I'm not going to blame my past, you know, decisions like it was a decision that I made, you know, um whether it turned out great or tragic. Learn, took my L, learn from it and move on. I mm-hmm. can't. And then if I'm if I'm still young enough, I, you know, love will come. Yeah. But I don't think that men are gross like okay. <laughs> it's just like how so old are we? I gave you. <laughs>
0: All the time in the world to give y'all an explanation, but now the next ones is supposed to be quick and short, in one Go sentence. Uh, jury awards a Portland woman one million dollars who tried to buy gas and was told, "I don't serve black people." Is that weird or no? No, weird. Okay, so we got y'all.
2: Y'all both said no. the, the the fact
1: that, that they awarded was... her the money. That's the lady we talked about oh, the other oh, day. I the, that's not I weird. That the she deserved that.
2: Of, of no. them saying she they wasn't going to serve her it was i thought that was weird but no them um, the actions of getting the yeah, money no no, that's not at weird. all okay rightfully so okay
0: 25 people in florida are charged with a scheme to get fake nursing diplomas is that weird or no? they
2: were charged to what
0: they were charged with a scheme to try to get fake nursing diplomas they were they were charged for that i mean
1: weird weird
0: why respect your hustle but weird
1: Respe- respectfully, because we had to work to get to where we are. Mm-hmm. Imagine somebody going in there and not knowing what they're doing to fuck you up. Yeah. yeah. Weird. <laughs> uh Yeah, do you have a school name?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I, I didn't read the article.
1: Fuck, <laughs> I was trying to get mad.
0: Jeez. Chris Brown reportedly owes $4 million in back taxes. Several liens have been filed against him. Is that weird or no? Weird.
1: No. I'm going to go with
2: no. Okay. Well,
1: y'all got to decipher on I what do. it is.
2: He got too much money to not be be let's responsible. About, he's a young black man here. We got a target on him. He got to do things he, like. Who's your team? Let's
1: talk about that orange head Trump that ain't never paid taxes. That makes and, way in more in than his him. words. <laughs> that makes him smart, <laughs> <laughs> and he's stupid. They ain't bothering him. Don't bother. And he Chris. had a
0: great wow. tax repair. <laughs> yeah. no
1: no he <laughs> will, no. he will not release his tax records uh-huh. and they not bending on him about that mm-hmm. but y'all gonna mess with somebody like I told you before in the tax game mm-hmm. they pick on the little people yeah create yourself create your brand and excel because they're gonna pick on you okay. big businesses make it well
0: right? he, he definitely ain't little so we He's need a come to, compared compared to is it weird or no
1: It's weird I think it's not alright <laughs>
0: I'm gonna break the tie I think it's uh I think it's not. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, A Colorado baker sued for refusing to buy a wedding cake for a same-sex marriage. Is that weird or no? Weird. weird. Why?
2: It mind your business and do your job. Okay. I feel like the rights, the
1: LGBT <laughs> has the same rights as me, because we, we mm-hmm. like something different. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to sit there and put two women
0: on a cake? Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chicago woman sues the makers of Fireball Liquor. Says fireball cinnamon mini bottles are misleading due to lack of whiskey. Is that weird or no? Weird.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Why? Look at I your alcohol and get a bigger, get a bigger uh, proof. Uh huh. But that's their brand. That's what they wanted it to be. Uh
2: huh. Yeah, like how you gonna tell somebody how much alcohol? Like, pick another bottle. <laughs> yeah, She said, This
0: shit ain't working. <laughs> <Here's> some
1: <knobs laughs> get, get some old band or something. Somebody needs some AA. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, two suburban officers charged with taking bribes, stealing cash and drugs during traffic stops. Is that weird or no?
2: Weird. Okay. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> if, Why I, no? if I was underpaid, <laughs> <laughs> you'll do it too. <laughs> Over time, like a motherfucker, probably underfucked. I would do it too. Take bribes yeah. and minding my business. I mean, that's the best cop scenario i've heard so (laughs) So do y'all know about that uh that that
0: sex uh prostitution ring
1: yeah i said i said (laughs) weird she said nah yeah i used to be a state worker and i'm gonna tell you it it won't be long but it's gonna be short lagoyevich created a rule Mm -hmm. well there's a no bribery act Mm -hmm. you know why he in jail because he he crossed his own book fool you played hangman with yourself Mm -hmm. hey they take an oath as a cop Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it's weird to me but uh you got your own feeling (laughs) remember that what
2: I don't remember that. the question about the cop. I mean, no,
1: the cops, te- the cops taken such and such. Lugoyevich, who was he, uh, to, uh, uh was he the mayor or whatever, uh, but he created so the, 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 the the bribery book and there's, well, you get hired, but as a state employee, you have to go through the whole bribery book, yeah. and know what you can and can't do. Yeah. Idiot. You did everything you said you couldn't yeah. do. It now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Y'all did y'all hear about the, the case of a, the The woman that was a married police officer and she was fucking all the yeah, damn police officers. Yeah, the one officers. that got the she all over the <laughs> <laughs> oh like, you gotta look into this that. That's wild. <laughs> um, 22 year old TikTok star marries 59 year old man after five days of physically dating. Weird, weird. weird. Why? But go ahead, the Nicole. I mean,
2: yeah. <laughs> I he Nicole. must have a life insurance, and he, she must be oh, the
0: beneficiary.
2: Go ahead, do your thing.
0: Okay, that was weird enough, so thank you for playing. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to dedicate the last part of this uh, episode to talk about the theme of season two. So our theme is about healing your inner child. And you are a parent. You are not a parent. I just had to talk with one about my parents and I think that uh, we can really give some great commentary on just that um that power dynamic between a parent and a child, and how um, that relationship can really uh, dictate the uh, the outcome of how that child will become. Mm. So, give us a little bit of like just your upbringing and like the relationship between you and your parent, your parents when you were a child, and compared to now that you're an adult.
1: Um, I guess days were kind of different. Um, the baby of six, I was raised uh, in a two-parent household. My relationship with my family was okay, but I was raised in, I guess, um, what would be considered, I'm not saying I've never been in projects or anything like that, mm-hmm. but my family and them made just enough to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did the best that they could. It was Christmases, birthdays, a lot of things we went without. Wanting uh, and sometimes even lights and gas or whatever, mm-hmm. um, still remain close with my family. Um, I'm in Vegas now because my mom and my dad there. But the things I went through and I endured as a kid made me a little different. Mm-hmm. And I gave my kids; they've never really had a want. You've been around me. Mm-hmm. My kids don't have a want, and need, mm-hmm. but it made them very entitled.
0: Yeah,
1: I got a I got four big brats. Okay. Uh, I have a great relationship with my kids. Like um, we're together, but when mommy say no, I still get tantrums. Like I got a two year old, mm-hmm. so I do appreciate. I was raised different. I got discipline. I got my ass whooped, mm-hmm. and it made me a better person. It made me stronger in this world. It made me different in this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, opposed to my kids, they got reprimanded sometimes, but I got a whole bunch of toddlers now because I overspoiled them. To me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm right now. I gotta let go everybody' hand. I just said this recently. I gotta stop holding their hand on everything because I'm handicapping them. Mm-hmm. If something happened to me tomorrow, can y'all figure shit out? Mm-hmm. I still figure out things for my kids.
0: Okay. So are you basically do you think that if you would have not have given so much to your kids, I, they could have turned out differently? They should have
1: experienced some of the hardships I did. Okay. For them to even understand just how good they get it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I mean they get it great. Who? My parents weren't able to give me a car. My kids all had cars at sixteen. Mm-hmm. My parents weren't able to help me with my my furniture or getting a house. When I separated, I gave them my house. I don't want nothing from it. Y'all decide what y'all want to do, so the world can't get that mean on y'all. Go home if you get hard. Mm-hmm. Imagine this—they can't get along enough for them to all stay in the house together. Mm-hmm. So I wish I had been a little more stern, and a little less given mm-hmm. to make them just. Be better people because I'm dealing with. They're in the child now. Mm-hmm. One that I knew I should have that I did raise, but didn't raise appropriately. Appropriately because I coddled them too much. Mm-hmm.
0: Compared, compare that to your experience in growing up. Uh, were you
2: coddled or <laughs> like how was your upbringing completely different? Um, I am. It's just me and my brother. We're seven years apart. Yeah, and I was raised by a single mother. Um, immigrant, right, mm-hmm. came here, doesn't, she didn't speak any English. Um, so I was raised with a stepfather. Um, I had an absent father. I I was I grew up confused on who my father was mm-hmm. because my mom felt like, well, the man who's raising you is your father. Mm-hmm. The one who's taking you to the doctor, um, you know, tucking me in at night is my dad. Mm-hmm. And the one who never shows up, And it's like every weekend, every weekend and never shows up. Like, that's not my dad. But he had a different relationship with my brother because he's older. So, you know, they did boy things and he would pick him up and I would stay home. Yeah. So um, my mom did not spare the rod. (laughs) You know, she (laughs) beat our asses. Um, We were raised in fear. Mm -hmm. But I wish there would have been a lot more love growing up. You know, um, I used to I used to be like Dancing in school and and I thought I wanted to be a ballerina and, you know, dreams like that get cut off when nobody comes to watch you perform Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. your mom has to go to work, yeah, you know, and, um, you know, my dad was never present like that. So, um, growing up now we have a better relationship because I've chosen to forgive Mm -hmm. her survival methods, yeah, you know, like, um, I know there's often times where I don't, I don't tell my mom everything. I don't, I don't want her to worry. Yeah. You know, I'm an adult now. I have no excuses, you know. Um, at, at 32, she had two kids, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so um, it's very different. Um, so she had her first child at 32? No, she, she had my brother at 19. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And, and then she had me at 26, 27 around there. So. Um, and you were born here in the States? Mm-hmm. In New York, both of us. So, uh, being raised, um, by a single mother, you know, we, we had everything that we needed, Mm -hmm. nothing that we wanted. Looking back, um, at the time I didn't know that we were poor. My house was clean. We had, you know, we had everything. Um, but then you grow up and, you know, you're constantly in survival mode because you look Mm -hmm. different. Everybody hates you, you know, um, my projects were predominantly black so every time i went to the store or to school like it was just that fear of might be might have to get jumped mm-hmm. i was a sweet girl I, i'm still sweet but um you know that defense mechanism is just like you walk around like just go on on guard all the time because you mm-hmm. just don't know you don't know who to trust um but with my mom she didn't i mean i'm assuming that she knew what that was like before she had us you know mm-hmm. i give her a lot of um a lot of grace because She was just figuring it out in a country where it was foreign to her. She didn't know anything and she did the best that she could. Mm -hmm. And I turned out to be great. Um, I had a job when I was 14 years old and she was very, very strict. And, you know... um, she ended up leaving me when I was like fourteen, fifteen because she had a court case in another country mm-hmm. that my stepfather turned around and tried to steal everything that she was building for me and my brother. Mm-hmm. So it's like the little girl in me is like, damn, I needed a mother. I'm a teenager. I have questions you know, my body's changing. And um, she wasn't there. And she was just like, you know, when you're going through the rebellion stage, like, you're not there. Yeah. But I, I'm taking care of myself. I'm grown. Yeah, yeah I'm 15 years old. I'm grown. Yeah. And, um, so listening to her, this is like, <laughs> like <laughs> what the word, word, what's the, word, word. the difference yeah. on the,
0: rebel, the, 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 uh, the, the stage that the parents say you were being a rebel.
2: Cause that is a huge conversation between me and my parent. Cause I'm talking back now and yeah. I'm, 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 I'm figuring things out. Like, hold up. It's not my dad. This is not mm-hmm. my, you know, and then looking back at the abuse that I endured from this man who wasn't my father. Yeah. You know, um, and then be mad at my father because it's like, how could you let this happen? You're right in another, you know, in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just growing up and not being able to talk or tell anyone or you're hiding um, marks and and things like that. um, It was it was just very different, like not being I had people that wanted to adopt me when I was young and it was like. I love my mom. Yeah, I love my mom. I, I I feel bad because she did the best that she could, and that's what uh, that this is why I'm able to forgive her because I don't want to tell her certain things because I don't want to break her heart because mm-hmm. I've already you know let go and, and given it to God.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't let go. You still yeah get, you, yeah very I, much damage. <laughs> you speaking through pain, mm-hmm. and I don't know why you why, why you say looking at me. You're like, hey, I don't know how my mom dealt with me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Rebel at 16, I was literally the first lady at a BD's in Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Like I had a, I was a horrible kid. Yeah, a ho- The Rebel and me started early because I felt like I didn't have enough. Mm-hmm. So by 14, I found out what we was and learned to sell it. Learned to bag it up and sell it. Learned to put myself on a, on a different map. And while I'm thinking I'm doing good, my life is spiraling. Mm-hmm. To the point when I um, did get pregnant, I was, 18 when I had my son, right before I turned 18. My mom and them thought I was not, uh, they was probably going to keep my kid raising. I thought I was going to be the worst mom, Switch Mm -hmm. hit me. I cut off everything in life and had to become who I had to be to make sure I raised the life that I bought in this world. I didn't have it easy at all. And we had, we beatings, sheesh, reprimand, discipline, because you do rebel at some age when you feel like you're doing it for yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no way I should have been selling weed at 14.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Paying for my own graduation dresses and stuff because yeah. I wanted to look a certain way. But yeah. Yeah. that's when life is getting out of control for me mm-hmm. because my mom and my dad did punch a clock and they did the best they could. Mm-hmm. But I was just being a rebel. I followed behind my brothers. yeah, So it affected me a little different. But long run, I had to get it together and it just... Although my kids are brats, they're great. I've never had a kid that had to stay in school four years in high school. They all... Graduated at the top of their class, and they wasn't ditches. They people that loved. They all graduated with damn near four 0. Like they, they. It makes me proud in that area that mm-hmm. I know I didn't fail them in that area, and I feel like I stepped hard as a parent. Yeah, but there's a lot of things I I, I should have stepped on that I didn't, mm-hmm. and I kind of created some problems for y'all in the world. <laughs> Do Be you safe. think <laughs> that
0: having more, like multiple children, can create the job of being a parent harder? So, like if you just had just one kid, do you think that you possibly could have been able to focus on more things with that one child?
1: I feel like one child would have been a burden on society. Really? It's very self-entitled. Don't know how to shit, don't know how to adjust, really. Mm-hmm. I had one. I had what they thought was perfect. I had my son, then I had my daughter. Mm-hmm. And I don't then I decided they should both have a playmate. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you what I <laughs> it, it it was good. I didn't have a bad time raising my kids, but what yeah. I did, I put them in a Box where they didn't. If you look at my nieces and nephews and how everybody is raised, my kids kinda just cling to each other. Mm-hmm. They don't need a best friend. They got a sister. Mm-hmm. They got a brother. They got a this, that, and the other. Yeah. But it took away their ability. The way I raised them and kept on with just me took away their ability kinda to socialize. Social, with yeah, people. yeah. And that affected them somewhat in a weird way. My son would be in the house with me. I only see him for dinner, and that's if I don't take him to play. If I take him to play to if he come down, but he'll be in the house with me a whole month, you'll never know that Amor was my my oldest. You'll never know he's there. You he don't make noise, he just be in this room. They they're not sociable to mm-hmm. me neither at all.
2: I think um people raised on love and people raised um in survival mode have two different perspectives yeah. um on how the world goes. I just look at it like my situation. Um If I do have children, my kids will not get it from the mud. You know, they're going to get it from the garden that I planted for them. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, in my house, we didn't have a lot of conversations. You know, um, I don't know. My mom felt very weird about talking about sex, you know, because she felt like you're never going to have it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, um, And I feel like there's just certain conversations that as uncomfortable as they are, like speaking about life insurance, like how to prepare yourself in an event where well, I'm not here. I've crippled you, right? You feel like you've crippled your children because you've given them everything. But if you weren't here tomorrow, how would it go? You know, um, your kids go to you for everything, but my mom comes to me for everything, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's frustrating. Yes. It's frustrating because I really like, want to know how your
1: brother turned out though. Cause I don't know much about him because he are not He's,
2: I want to say he's a mama's boy, but he's like a fucked up person. You know? Um, he's a great friend, um, he is not a good family member. Mm-hmm. Um, my cousins, the males might feel a little bit differently cause they grew up, they're like best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as being the man of the house, um, you know, he grew up a little bit faster being in the streets and, and as a man and whatever he saw, I don't invalidate his experiences. Yeah. Um, you know, he definitely wasn't happy when I was born, um, from the stories that I've heard, um. And, and again, being, being raised in a, in a tiny apartment mm-hmm. where you don't have space, where you're sharing with you know, somebody you don't want to share with, um, you know, the arguments, the just like lack of space, um, a lack of opportunity. You don't really see anything. You want to go to the park, but it's not the safest place. Yeah. Um, you want to go places, but you know, you're balling on a budget, right? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming my mom and, um, so I look at look for my brother. I don't know. I don't know why he is. I, I look at it like how how did I reach this point where I could look at my mom and forgive her? Mm-hmm. Because it's like you didn't know better, but you did the best that you could. And all I want to do is just thank you yeah. because I'm here now and I got you. And if. It's
0: OK, take your time.
2: It's
0: very human, very human.
2: want to move past? I just want to be there for her. You know, okay. like, that's really what it boils down to. Like, I know what it feels like to be lonely and, and I can only imagine this is what she must have been feeling like.
0: Facts. I find I find so much uh, connection with just your upbringing because that kind of is how it is with me and my mom. <clears throat> I know that she's dead ass alone and she just wants to feel like somebody needs her. Like, she's wanted. And she told me this yesterday on the phone. She said, when you told me that I rejected it but now I feel like you could have been right, and I definitely do want to feel needed by y'all. And because you are, are so independent and you stay away, I feel as if y'all don't love me or y'all don't care about me. And so I feel a lot of connection when you say that about your mom. Because <clears throat> she probably is dead as well. And it's like you still want to keep your distance away from what still uh, what, what issues you did still have with just your upbringing.
2: She was just here, um, in Vegas with me for two months and I was just like, my apartment's not big enough for the both of us Mm -hmm. because I'm so used to being, um, by myself and my mom, when she speaks, it sounds like she's yelling, but sometimes I feel triggered, like I'm talking to me like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um... But all all I want to do is make her proud, mm-hmm. you know, and I know that she's proud of me, but I always tell her, like, don't be too proud of me because I don't want God to think that your job is over. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to get you that <laughs> house. I want you to, yeah. you know, just see your daughter and, and know that you did this, you yeah. know, like you you did your job. That's
0: all. After you get a child to a certain age, when do you, like, do you have that in you too like, okay, I've done enough and they can go on their own or do you feel like your job as a parent never ends?
1: Never ends. You'll never be done parenting ever. As of right now, I'm at the breaking point where I just me and have been talking. I got to let everybody' hands go. Mm-hmm. I've been talking to them, trying to groom them, and it ain't yeah. I understand this. Well, wait, such and such is 28, and I'm only such and such now. Well, I got to be let go at the same time, and instead mm-hmm. Of, mm-hmm. it's still a, a battle. Yeah, parenting is never done, and I never, I never look at giving up as a parent because they're here because of my choice. Mm-hmm. But I do want them to stabilize mm-hmm. and be able to be okay in this world in the event of my demise or anything. Yeah. I can be crippled and everything changes. Can y'all take care of me? Mm-hmm. Y'all seen me work my ass off to get to where I needed to be. Yeah. Is it possible for y'all to be okay and y'all take care of me if something happens? Mm-hmm. Do you think
0: that is fair for your children? Cause you keep saying you, your mom, she had to do what she had to do working. So you forgive her. But it's certain things that I just can't forgive. <clears throat> it's certain decisions that both my parents made. That is, it's like, why would you ever do that? And so I'm asking myself, like, hey, should I just forgive everything? And they just they're their own separate uh, entity, or does those decisions that they did make are valid for me to be upset about?
1: You have every right to be upset to everything that that affected you. Mm-hmm. Because for the most of it, you didn't ask to be here. Yeah. This is their decision that brought you here. Yeah. But it's so, so hard to get past them injuries, them cuts until you deal with them. Like I tell her all the time, and I just told you, she's still raising an inner little girl in her. Mm-hmm. You'll continue to raise her. You're parenting you from the inside out. Until you can get her in a good place, you'll always have an emotional breakdown at point, points. And I know that kind of... Touched a nerve because she teared up. And I didn't have that upbringing, so it didn't hit me as hard. But to see the things I know my kids are going through, because of the way I raised them, I raised them in nothing but love. Mm -hmm. But you can over... They say you can never love them. I over overdid my part. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of hard to get them to bag away uh, and do some things. But you got a right to be upset and to things are taken care of. Mm -hmm. So your feelings are addressed and taken in consideration Mm -hmm. why you feel this way. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Accountability is very strong. Mm -hmm.
0: Have you ever had a conversation with your mom to talk about any issues or just traumas that you never spoke to her about?
2: A long, long, long time ago. Mm -hmm. uh, Maybe like 15 years ago. um, I was in the shower and she was, you know, lack of privacy in the bathroom. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) She just wanted to be talking. And, um, And I don't know what I was going through. I just remember um, I was sitting down, you know, taking a bath and um, and I was just like and I just told her a story, you know, and she was just like her reaction was what made me sadder because she was just like, there's no way you remember anything from that um, time. You were like four or five Mm -hmm. and that just made it worse for me because it's just like, but I do remember, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, I do remember it's still with me. And, um, you know, she said that and then I just, you know, fell back from it because it's like, I don't want to break your heart. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to break your heart. And, um, the thing about forgiveness is that it's for you. Yeah. I, I have to forgive for me. And, um, for a long time, um, you know, when things happen or I'm just like, well, how do you forgive? You know, mm-hmm. like how, is it a switch? Like, I'm going to forgive. I forgive you. I forgive you. Like, I want to forget. I want to let this go. Because I need to grow, mm-hmm. and um, and and I feel like I'm still I'm still dealing with it. You know, I'm still dealing with um, like I forgive her. I could be in the same room with her. I love her, um, but I I forgive for me because I have to let this go. Yeah. Um, there's decisions that m- my mom and my parents made that um, yeah I don't agree with, and mm-hmm. it affected me. But I also can't take that personally because they had to make a decision. Yeah. Whether it was right or wrong they had to do what was right for them at that time. Yeah. And although I could sit here and be like, my mom made all the wrong decisions. Um, I can't judge her on it because it's like, I don't know yeah, what she was facing or what she was dealing and And as a single mother, like her mindset, like I, I can't, I just know that, um, even myself, like I make decisions that, you know, she doesn't necessarily agree with, um, today. And all I could do is take it with a grain of salt, you know? And then, you know, you said, um, you overlove, or you love them too much, but I promise you when you're no longer here, they're not going to feel like you overlove them. If anything, they're just going to feel like, Oh my God, I was so loved, you know? And, and that's really what I, it doesn't matter what my mother did in the past or didn't do in the past or, um, it's how she shows up for me now Now, because like she said, a mother's job is never over. Mm -hmm. So although you probably weren't there for me and, and, or or you weren't paying attention cuz not that she wasn't there it's just you know things happen when you're not looking yeah and um now my mom is more present for me and and I could talk to I can't talk to her like this because yeah. you know there's a language barrier and there's things that I just can't I'm frustrated cuz I can't translate I can't I could I could speak to her in English and she'll understand me but it's just like I want you to feel me mm-hmm. I don't want to break your heart but I want you to understand like I'm not mad at you I love you. I support you. I, I just want her to be happy, um, but like me forgiving her was for me. Yeah.
1: Do you believe you completely forgiven her? Great question. Do you?
2: I do. I do. I do feel. Um, I'm just uh, an emotional person. Yeah. So s- the thing is, um, sometimes we we suffer by the replay mm-hmm. in our minds mm-hmm. you know and it's more like well how do i let go of certain things that i just want to forget yeah. you know um so for me it's it's just that like it's so funny cuz i've never done anything like this yeah <laughs> never yeah. and 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 i've avoided this because i always say that if i if i tell my story i'm going to cry mm-hmm. you know i'm always going to cry and i and i can't to me it's like weak
0: yeah
2: just be crying in front of strangers yeah. like I'm just being this vulnerable and, you know, I know it could help somebody. Somebody out there is going through the same thing or experience the same things that I did. But are we trying to be this vulnerable? <laughs> I used to, I
0: used to think that way too. Like I used to cry before I had to talk about something passionate, and it could be like me just trying to say something motivational to somebody. But because I was, I, I didn't talk as a child. Like I was a mute. Uh, all my family members would say that. Like I didn't talk until I was probably six maybe I just didn't speak and so I stayed that way like I'm not I'm pretty reserved like you can speak don't on that. now
1: but she'll slide a quick joke
0: <laughs> it's just when I'm when I'm comfortable around you that's when it starts coming out so when I started practicing more on building my voice I'm able to build a podcast to help other people be able to speak because we don't have these conversations often and it eats us away and so um I definitely would love for you to rip the band-aid off. And go talk to your mom and say everything that you Yay. are afraid to say.
2: I second that. Yes. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> and, and I don't. My fear is like, what if I go and I tell her all this and then, you know, not to be morbid, but, and then she dies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a valid and thought. It's the last thing that I said to her. Like, mm-hmm. I broke my mother's heart. Yeah. I want her to just, these years that I have with her, to just be creating new memories. Would you rather, um smile every
1: day knowing that you're destroyed and inside and you just take a fake persona of yourself to deal with her pain. So, so to to deal with her happiness so you don't have to deal with her pain Then just sitting down hey, your mom, this affected me, this, that, another, you might not understand it or feel the way I feel, but it's a big burden on me. So I need to tell you this. Mm -hmm. And from that point, just let it go. I assure you when you let that part of you go, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it'll take away a lot of that pain. Yeah. I'm not telling you to argue and go back and forth with her about how she could have dealt with nothing different. I do appreciate my kids to do that. They'll come to me. If something really, really bothered them that I did, I list politic about it mm-hmm. because it's, it's it's um not an area that I can't take in with my kids. My mama is going on 70 and I still tell her the things, the decisions she made that might've affected me different. I will sit in front of her now and tell her that. And she don't have to be as receptive, but yeah. you will. Yeah. Know and understand my point. Even if you don't understand it, this is what hurt me.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm just saying it might take a load off you mm-hmm. just to take it out and just spend time with it. And just, even yeah, if y'all was there two months, if you let it go little by little and this and this and this, just little by little. I'm not saying just dump a big load on her. Yeah. But you got to get you to a healthier point because you're saying if she died today, you don't want that to be the last thing on your her mind. But you don't want to be stuck with all but of that, that yeah. stuff inside yeah. of you neither. And then you trying to raise a kid, you steady, steady on eggshells because you scared you're going to become her or what happened to you. Yeah. You don't want to question yourself for the rest of your life. Just my thought. Can't tell you how to deal with yourself.
0: said this on the pod before your parents had their own story and what happened to them and their upbringing happened to them and it was not their fault, but it is their responsibility to repair their story so that when they have children, that their story don't become their children's story. And so if you do not want your story to replicate her story, you have to rewrite it, and that starts with talking to the the authors that contribute to your
2: story. Yeah, uh, that and um, creating the life that I want to see for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was raised very differently. So yeah. um, being able to like watch my child grow up because I could work from home, I could work from anywhere. Being exposing them like I have. You know, a nephew who's 18 years old and I kind of raised him. Mm-hmm. Um, and all I want to do is like protect him and shelter him. And I know that like I guess that that'd be like a parent in me yeah. that I just want to because I, he doesn't have to go through what me or my brother yeah. went through. And yeah. um, I don't know why kids always feel like I gotta do it by myself. Yeah. It's like I get it. But ask questions, you yeah. know, like, yeah, let Sometimes me you don't
0: have to do it by yourself.
1: Might not be a thought that ever crossed your mind, Tamaya, but have you ever thought about doing this exact same cast now, but with men? There yeah. is so many, I always have, majority is, of the people we bring on. Are you know men. What I'm saying there's so many so damaged, and and what we're speaking on now, mm-hmm. they're so damaged, but so scared to just tell mm-hmm. a story. Mm-hmm. Like we're more emotional creatures, yeah. So we connect a little different. Yeah, but there's so many men that's locked in this box in their
0: head. Yeah. This
1: this prisoners of their own man and soul.
0: They're good there are goes again. Women are more emotional creatures. I we're yeah,
2: gonna I think we're more emotionally <laughs> intelligent. I
0: think we're more emotionally intelligent or competent. Shout out D Brown. Yeah, fuck. Well, yeah, shout out D Brown. But <laughs> I, I, I respectfully disagree with you. We talked about this last episode. I think that we are just more emotionally competent and aware to have conversations to be within our emotions men have been conditioned to think that they can't when you literally just you are conditioned
1: to think all men think that way how big of a open book is tyree when he's talking to me and he don't know you're not there mm-hmm. hey i know he's a man that mm-hmm. will sit and do well on your platform mm-hmm. because he's been in the box too long yeah and i get and i gotta remind him sometimes when we're going through things hey your past ain't your present mm-hmm. i understand you got wounds yeah Perfect package, damage in translation, damage getting to me. Yeah. Let's work on who you are and let's work on who, who I am. Yeah. Because the damage of 27 years with the same person, I gave half of my life, but I gave it up. When I was strong enough, I walked away mm-hmm. to be a healthier me. Mm-hmm. But um, I understand what you're saying. They are conditioned to, yeah. you can't cry, you can't have emotion, yeah. you can't this, you can't that, and that breaks a lot of them down because they feel like they got to deal with shit by themselves. Yeah. It's
2: funny because that's how... I feel like yeah. I I want to pick I want to pick that part up that yeah. that men have because it's like I don't want to cry uh-huh. I want to sit here you know being emotional they already they already view us we you know society views a woman weak if she has too much to say or if she you know like um I and just, society views black women different too so yeah it's a lot of layers mm-hmm. yeah for sure so I think I think that'll definitely be a good situation to get the other perspective
0: I have a lot of men that come on the pod we just had my uncle. Uh, come on the pod yesterday. We had an episode with him and he this is his first time publicly speaking about anything that has to do with trauma or his upbringing. And so, tell Tyree he has a space here if he would ever want to be a guest on the pod.
1: Next time I come, I'll let you know when we're coming in. Okay. Because on the intellectual... Lord, he's a nerd, but... Um, <laughs> you're definitely sitting... Uh, mm-hmm. Probably bring a great amount of views because of... <laughs> who he is in a digital world. Mm -hmm. Uh, People tune in to hear his voice, but never heard his story. Mm -hmm. Never know why he's the way he is. Mm -hmm. Or about him there. So uh, next time I'll let him know.
0: Yeah. Do you all have any gems that you would like to drop before we close out on the episode? Whether it's financial, life, uh, advice, just something to give. Hmm.
2: If it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. Okay. I guess something funny. <laughs> don't look
1: for welfare, but it look for your fair share. Don't give up in life. Don't grow complacent. Hey, ain't yeah. ain't nothing that I can't can and not is not a part of my dictionary. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't ever see in my, myself being okay. Like you ask how I see myself in that level, I feel like I'm educated, but I can use more. Mm-hmm. I'm financially stable, but I can be way more stable. Yeah. Like uh, keep. Keep keep your, keep your head up. Yeah, the world's in a different state. Keep your head up and keep striving in this.
0: Yeah. Also, one one more thing to do. I want you, if you've never had a conversation with your mother, what is something that she would love to say? And then I'm going to come to you before we end this.
2: Um, she can't speak that much English. She ain't going to know. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I would love to say to her. Um.
0: You got it. Just one thing. Let me come back to you. Okay. Javasi, what is one thing that you would like to say to anybody that you have never said, whether it's your children, your husband, your ex-husband, your mom, your dad, whoever.
1: Hmm. So my parents, y'all did the best y'all can, but I I spend my days now doing as much as I can for them. For my ex-spouse, hey, work on who you are or you'll never be who you should be in life. Mm -hmm. You can't, Play victim to a situation you create. Mm-hmm. And to my kids, I did all I can. And I'm going to continue to do, but y'all got to keep growing.
2: Without, yeah. with or without me. Yeah. They have to grow. I would tell my mom how proud I am of her and and everything that she had to go through to get us to where we got. Mm-hmm. I
0: would try to put that in the... Uh... Espanol.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna try to put those subtitles there, and I. No, I'll... but
2: she'll understand that.
1: Okay. You can't say that, but but can you say it? You just say it in Spanish, just for us to hear.
2: Um, que estoy bien orgullosa de la mujer que ella es y todo lo que ella hizo por nosotros, sus hijos, um, y que la quiero mucho.
1: <laughs>
0: thank you. Thank you it is tax season and if you do not have a tax preparer or someone to guide you in the right way to get that refund make sure you hit up Javassier, hit up Ingrid or hit up me because we all work in the same office and I will put our confirmation our contact information in the descriptions this was episode 30 and make sure that you like comment subscribe on YouTube and on your favorite streaming platform make sure you leave us a rating thank you just watch the damn podcast